Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show, we got peace and quiet. The wife Elsie is away on a cruise, and we have wine with decidedly rodent overtones. Nigel Ponce questions white rice. Me farm dog goes walkabout. Me vegan neighbour, young Alice, tells me about shrews and helps solve a problem, yeah. I have a sagacious seasonal moment and me callers are food and drink obsessed. Oh dear. <laughs> to Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nats, Florida Island, I feel like I'm floating around a little boat without a paddle or oars. Oh dear, well... It's kind of a limbo time of year, isn't it? Well, nobody seems to want to do anything fast. Come to think of it, they don't want to do anything at all. <laughs> well, except me farm dog, young Clay, who decided it was a great time to break through the fence and attempt to spread his wild winter oats. <laughs> his first stop was at me being constant political commentating neighbour Old Rush's Stonewall Jackson Farm. Clay went in to tangle with Rush's bitch. Mm, but he did this. Really weird thing, yeah, well, <laughs> weird. It laid down on its side and played dead. <laughs> Poor old Clay was totally confused, yep, even he knew something was wrong with that kind of position. <laughs> well, so it's off to tangle elsewhere for him, and before I caught him chasing lovely vegan neighbour young Alice's pet end, so I hauled him back home until I could get that fix, his escape route, yep. <laughs> I've locked him up in a pen with me pet pig, old Bill. Clay won't tangle with Bill. It's a side scene, you see, for one. And Bill's ready to take on most things. See, after surviving three lightning strikes, he's pretty much convinced he's indestructible. <laughs> and of course, with that kind of luck, <laughs> I desperately need to keep him close by. Well, unless there's a storm brewing, of course, and then I keep me distance. <laughs> In the meantime, though, me farm cat young Charles is on top of the fence, demonstrating his full-time, go-anywhere-and-any-time kind of freedom. Yep, me dog's definitely in the doghouse, and Charles is loving every single minute of it. (laughs) On an oddly positive note, the wife, Elsie and her best buddy, beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandisha Washington or BBW Friends, did something really wonderful. Yep, they went on a week-long river cruise <laughs> that's right a river cruise yep sightseeing eating drinking yep the sightseeing part is definitely a change from tv and the living room <laughs> eating and drinking is a kind of regular hourly well more like continual requirement for them <laughs> they're on board this smaller cruise ship that only explores the rivers of florida yep not much seasick potential there the great thing is it means they're out of me house for a week and on the other hand, the elderly cruise ship is sitting much lower in the water on account of the additional load it's carrying. <laughs> yep. 
the wife Elsie and beyond it. Not just the extra four tons of food needed to keep them out of trouble. <laughs> well, one thing I haven't heard the ping of a microwave that much this week, other than when me 95-year-old mother old Nan uses it to warm up her slippers. <laughs> yep, me and me young daughter Dolly have been uh, eating the conventionally cooked food as usual, but we've actually got a look in on me sofa for the first time in months. Trouble was that when we took a look, we changed our minds pretty quick. It's not only saggy and loose at the seams, it looks closer to a dirty old table mat. There's enough mustard and ketchup stains to fill a few bowls. Add to that the crumbs are filling up the sagging parrots, the cushions. <laughs> By the way, back to the farm, the highlight of the week was seeing the next of our artist retreat folks show up. Well, I did say highlight, didn't I? But in fact, I thought it was already looking more like an artist rehab, not retreat last time. <laughs> well, into another willing recruit show day. <laughs> you know, for a moment, you think you've seen it all. Oh dear, not until you've offered artists a place to stay. The latest member of me camper artist retreat managers, Quinton's eager recruits, is Norman. Yep, Norman. Quinton likes to call him one of the angry young men. <laughs> yep, 50 years too late, Quinton. <laughs> This one's a poet and Quinton's all over him like a cheap suit. I mean, actually, a very cheap suit. <laughs> he reckons Norman can put anything and everything into some kind of poetry. But to be honest, I just think Quinton's longing to get his palette knife out, you know, so he can really lay it on thick. Oh, well, the oil paint, I mean, actually. <laughs> it's truly a watch-this-space kind of thing, and I just hope he doesn't neglect our other guests in favour of his latest favourite recruit. Apparently, though, in the movie industry, they'd call Norman a bright, shiny new thing. Mm. I'd say he's more like flavour of the month. That's until Quinton finds something else brighter and more interesting lurking at me farm gate. <laughs> the last couple to show were Martha and Marty. They're a vaudeville act, a double act, to be honest, and they seem to have arrived about 100 years too late. <laughs> oh dear, well, we've been treated to another act this week. Marty had a bad back, so Martha had to stand in as the dummy. Yep, that's the ventriloquist part of their short and short-lived show. <laughs> I suppose it offers something different here on the farm where I've already got no shortage of dummies. Either way, me mother old Nan never misses one of their performances. The old witch has even been kind to them, and that's an art she's definitely forgotten. For me, it's all about another word starting with P, not performance at all, but palaver instead. The other three camper artists are still here too. we got Galon, yep, the self described self-help guru he's been hammering out the words to his latest book in his own teepee in the far corner of my field yep his new self-help book is going to be based on his experience at the artist retreat <laughs> it's now up to an amazing 8,000 words and of course with a typewriter he's had to proudly count every one of them words hasn't he add to that the local woodpeckers are still trying to mate with his little tapping tent. The worst part of his inclusion here is the retreat is that he's already asked Quinton if he'll get the final book featured on me Ned Nut Show book review. Well, 
I thought everyone already knew all the self-help books I feature and where they end up. <laughs> then there's the deeply unhappy Wilmer, our angry recently divorced sculptor she's been tapping away to night and day, only at a huge lump of Indiana limestone. The only time she attempts a smile is when Ding Dan gets his hands on her enormous rock. <laughs> He's been hanging around nearly as much as that lump of stone and I'm waiting for the day when Wilmer mistakes him for a latest sculpture and it's Ding Dang with an hammer and chisel. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and last of our most current retreaters is a confused person. Yeah, X-Ray. That's the sexless, non-binary and categories artist. <laughs> it, yeah, it hates words like he or she or even they and them. So it went to the local town in a taxi three days ago and hasn't returned since. <laughs> I reckon both it and its tortured, body-fluid-coated painting have been abducted. Mm. No, 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 not by aliens. Well, I never saw them anyway. But by the local health department instead. There might be a law around here, you know, about the kind of art X-ray produces. Yep, it's a very conservative kind of place most days. <laughs> With me camper come Farmer and Quint in charge, his peaceful partner Quaglet is now subsidising what I pay him by giving everyone guitar lessons. <laughs> oh dear, yep, that. So that's uh, Cabbage and Kale Love by Day, Musical Love by Night. Oh well, whatever happens, Craiglet's still the most blissfully happy person here on Tourism Farm. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Old Nan, my 95-year-old mother and gambling drinking friend and her buddy, Toshiko Suzuki, that's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yep, another long-lasting specimen. I've spent the week studying the history of winning lottery numbers. I really don't think the lottery has ever experienced the effects of evil witchcraft until now. Either way, Nan is now targeting the lottery with her evil plans. I've tried to convince her that no matter what number sequence she and Toshiko come up with, there's still rather heavy odds against them. Yeah, 300 million to one. Not even close when compared to the even she manages to cook up with her slippery poker card sharp tactics. <laughs> but she's convinced there has to be a system that works somewhere. Oh dear. I even told her how me pet pig is a good omen with the numbers. She reckons, though, I should sell him to me neighbour old Rush instead, and she'll put the money I make on the lotto. Oh dear. That's cruel when she already knows that anything that even resembles me ends up on Rush's grill. I'd be more open, you know, to ask Rush to adopt Nan instead of patting with me lucky pig. And to that, in the meantime, and after ignoring our mailman Virgil, who's swamped with a customary seasonal load, the latest subject of her conjuring and cauldron plans is our skinny UPS guy. He's about 30-something and delivering here on an almost daily basis now, what with Elsie and beyond its seasonal feast requirements. One thing for sure, though, he's too fast for the old bird. He just drops and runs before Nan has a chance at getting a stick out. <laughs> well, yeah, it's also known as a wand 
in which she circles. <laughs> anyway, thinking of nightmares, hideous nightmares actually. <laughs> I'm still having these really weird dreams. They return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in bed. This time though, I was resting up in my favourite armchair. Oh dear, I dreamt I was sitting at the Daytona International Speedway watching the famous Daytona 500. It's not far from me far actually. Anyway, the cars were tearing around at great speed and the crowd was really excited. But suddenly, I noticed during the next lap, there was swerving violently around some kind of obstruction. I thought there'd be a crash or some kind of thing on the track, you know, like an obstruction wreckage or something like that. Anyway, when I looked a bit closer, I finally see the snarl up. In the middle of the track, you know, what you call the fast lane, was the familiar faces of the wife Elsie and her buddy beyond it, moving along like snails in their overloaded marked carts. Yeah, oblivious to the fact that they were either close to death or close to causing someone else's death. They weren't only hogging the tracks, they were sharing a huge pack of chips and it was the size of a black trash bag. They were behaving like hogs alright and not just the road hogs. Yep. Well let's just say they always do. I was waiting for a terrible disaster. Oh dear. It was then I began to hear this rather nasty wind sound. I woke the start and the phone was blaring away with no ID showing up. I reluctantly answered and waited for the standard telesales script reader. Hmm. But no, it was actually one of the Mark Cart monsters. Straight from your nightmare, Elsie reminded me of how there'd be a big UPS delivery with a bunch of seasonal snacks. Er and beyond it had ordered seasonal. Yeah. Ten boxes containing 50 packs each. Hmm. They won't last a season, more like a week. And then they'll be ordering another load, won't they? I just wanted to tell her to stay the hell off the speedway track. But then I remembered that was just a bad dream. And she was floating down a river. A very nice thought. But unfortunately, she was on board a ship. <laughs> on the other hand, me scruffy farmang Ding Dang, who seems to be getting scruffier every time I have the misfortune of seeing him, is hardly pining over the absence of beyond it. Oh no, he's still sniffing around Wilma the Stone Sculptor. <laughs> oh dear. As I mentioned earlier, he's moving her large lump every time she asks. <laughs> According to Zing Dang, it's getting lighter every time too. See, the more Wilma chips away, there is less to lift. <laughs> I wonder if he, you know, had help him working that one out. <laughs> but I guess he must have used a calculator or something. Anyway... He decided to invite Wilma over to his place for a pizza and beer supper, only Wilma declined. Yeah, she's not only on a diet, but she's too involved with her sculpture. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's southern quote. She's busier than a cat covering up crap on a marble floor. <laughs> Yeah, well, Ding Dang only thinks Wilma's busy with her ongoing sculpting schedule and that's all that's preventing her from visiting his trailer. <laughs> oh dear, wishful thinking, Ding Dang. I know busy 
and no way sound totally different. But I think Wilma is just being polite. <laughs> well, at least until she gets that stone down to a reasonable size, that is. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I got me a new segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life for a moment, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the festive season. Mm. Well, everyone has different ways of celebrating it or not, as the case may be, don't they? And I even discovered a bunch of traditions we rather suspiciously borrowed from much earlier civilizations. So if you were in Roman times still, you might be wishing someone a happy Saturnalia. Yeah, that's right. An often week-long celebration of Saturn, the god of agriculture, liberation and celebration. Mm. All that's good whilst the winter starts to take hold. Mm. The Romans also celebrated the birthday of the sun on December 25th. Mm. They also used to bring in the evergreen decor to brighten up their homes. Then of course there's that mistletoe which has loads of mystical stories surrounding it. Yet even how it was used to make peace between former enemies and there's its love implications and especially kissing whilst passing underneath it. we got loads of mistletoe growing here on the old oaks around the farm. Yeah. But believe me, before I ever walk underneath it, I always carefully check who might be lurking nearby. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you could get a very nasty surprise round here, I can tell you. <laughs> Anyway, after thinking the old seasonal thing through, I decided to ask a much bigger question. Yep, and it concerns goodwill, and I don't mean the thrift store either. What's wrong with goodwill? It's all people and all year round, yep, rather than just for one day or a push an all week. Surely it's hypocritical to have a limited time frame for goodwill when we live in a world that's desperate for much more of it. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the colder nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate nudist swinger old Fred's house is the hottest venue in North Florida for a unique swingers party every Saturday. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> well, there's only one guarantee. Fred's brain is somewhere in his pants and nobody can ever pick your pocket at one of Fred's parties either. Because <laughs> nobody's wearing any. Yep, pants that is. Anyway... Otherwise, it's the same old drill. Bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Yep, and that's often a worse kind of potluck too. Whilst old Lonnie eats his way through mountains of free food and it keeps him going for an entire week whilst it keeps him away from his favourite roadkill recipes and helps keep the neighbourhood pets safe too. (laughs) Well... 
So when Saturday finally rolled round again, Fred told me this week's party theme was Jingle Bells and Elves. <laughs> oh dear. Now, this one really confused me, but Fred reckons it's just a seasonal play on words, and he reckons he's hosting three more seasonal-themed events this year. And that really is... Oh dear, isn't it? <laughs> I took a quick look for you, me listeners, once the guests arrive. Trouble was, this time me truck had a flat battery and I had to go over there in me tractor. And she hates starting up on a cold night when she knows me trip has got nothing to do with agriculture. It's like, you know, uphill struggle. <laughs> so I got there a bit late, didn't I? And by the time I got there, it was all jingle balls, not bells. Added to that, the elves were far from the helpful kind I remember reading about as a child. <laughs> anyway... I headed home very quickly. Well, not exactly quickly on my tractor, but I was out of Fred's party in a hurry for sure. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old rather old nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on my show. Yeah, old nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed Reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers another one of our long-lost relatives. Yep, long-lost for very good reason. we got far too many hideous relatives anyway. <laughs> it was a memory about old Sam Death, the Spartan. Yep, and this one had a hideous reputation as usual anyway. With a name like Death, they don't get the opportunities of anything other than hideous. <laughs> Oh dear, well, Death's old nan's maiden name. They say the have to make it sound better, but I call them the Deaths, making it nice and clear for you. <laughs> anyway, back to old Sam the Spartan Death. Oh dear, well, a Spartan is a person who is really into something called shrinkage on Christmas Day. That's what we used to call it anyway. Yep, that's right, the Spartans are well known for their freezing Christmas Day dips in the seas off the coast of Old England. And believe me, we're not talking Florida weather down there. They just shake off their clothes and leap into the chilly water, even after their traditional Christmas dinner. shiver me timbers. <laughs> Although the freezing water might take off the seasonally gained pounds, it shrinks everything else with it. Yet every part of your body that hangs on the outside is making a bid to get inside where it's much warmer. <laughs> so it really brings new meaning to the word frostbite. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of row books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> Okay then, I've ended up with just one new book this time round and it's called Plastic Surgery for Beginners by DIY Disaster Junior. <laughs> yep, jokingly known to his friends as Nip but never tucked. Oh dear. 
I've never seen a book like this before, so uh, this copy was in the mailbox, but it had no stamps, sender's address or tracking number. It looked like it had been hand-delivered yep, in the night too. In plain wrapping under the cover of darkness. So oh dear, very suspicious. <laughs> well, I was obviously destined to review this uh, apparent masterpiece. <laughs> no, I did have a quick flick through, just out of curiosity. But I'm going to tell you up front, it's not something you ever want to take seriously. Well, unless you can find sterile staples, double-sided tape will vanish around your home. Add to that, I never recommend stitching your excessive neck skin to the collar of your shirt either. I mean, it might work for an evening out, but never the weekend. The cling wrap version of liposuction is nothing new and stuffing the parts of yourself you want to enlarge full of lifetime guarantee silicone is not only highly dangerous, possibly fatal and definitely painful too. <laughs> so I'm going to burn this one live on my show. I just don't want to get into wrong hands. Otherwise, me mother old Nan will end up tucking away more than usual. <laughs> Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yeah, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting China and it's a revolting foodie one, I'm afraid. <laughs> Some of me listeners love the disgusting delicacies from around the world, so I'm putting them in my show still. So put it this way, I just hope you're not eating whilst I describe mouse wine. <laughs> yeah, oh well, here it goes. It's a delicacy in China, and apparently even Korea. A few poor two-day-old pinky mice are placed whole in a glass container and infused with lots of rice wine. Yep, the warts and all approach again. And it stays like that, fermenting away for about a year. That's right, baby rodents and wine. It looks something like something you'd find maybe lurking in a path lab. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Anyway... The wine is ready to drink, you know, after about a year. And once it's all finished, the mice, which hang out poisoned to death at the bottom of the bottle, also end up eaten as a kind of bonus treat. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes. 
American for Foreigners, with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well hello Ned, this is Nigel Potts calling from England. Your brother Buck has told me it's like white on rice. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. Can you tell me what on earth he's talking about? As I haven't a clue. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know what's happening. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. It's as if I actually know someone else that sounds just like him. <laughs> Dear, that's not a fine thought, in it? Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out loads of commonly used phrases and words, and this time Buck says it's like white on rice. Anyway, Nigel thinks Buck's delivery confusing him. Well, it is a weird expression in a way, Nigel. It really means extremely close. In other words, white on white rice. Yep, assuming you don't have brown rice, of course, yeah, then it would be like brown on brown. <laughs> so even use the way of describing people that are very close or even too close. I suppose a bit like your older British expression there, as thick as fees. Mm. Of course, the thick part applies to Buck Natter quite well. Anyway, I hope that gives you some kind of sense, Nigel. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson fan to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Russia's always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> Russia's focus on his private ideas and is on the attack with the current democratic rhetoric. Add to that, our polyamorous Democrat ex-TV host Jeremy Sprung has it in for poor old Rush. Trouble is, Rush is never going to act like his dog and lay down in the yard playing dead while Sprung harasses him with Democratic rhetoric. This week, though, Sprung is working on a new podcast version of the Jeremy Sprung show where he interviews opposing neighbours, Democrats on one side of the fence... Republicans on the other. Yeah, very original. Well, unless the fence breaks, of course, and then it could end up as a very different kind of show. <laughs> anyway, Rush is still recovering from his failed golf fundraiser. He reckons he's going to get in on the phone-in as part of Sprung's new show and give him a piece of his mind. Oh, well, I guess that'll be a pretty short call. <laughs> but before he could get any more angry words out of himself concerning his hatred for Sprung, he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh, dear. Rush has always gotta go and flush. <laughs> but later that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep, being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time he was raking up the leaves outside the local funeral home. Mm, that's a big job around here. You know, plenty of trees this time of year. <laughs> Rush told me that the funeral director reckons that a lot of folks attending funerals are unsure where their political sympathies lie. 
Oh dear Rush, how low can you go? And I don't mean six feet under either. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited. She even said my aura was at the happiest, most pleasant she'd ever seen. Yeah, very nice. Of course, once I told her that the wife and beyond it were away for a week, everything made immediate sense to her. Add to that, she did me new moon, tarot card reading, and everything looked promising too. Well, at least for the next seven days. <laughs> After that, things are bound to change for the worse. Not only will the horrors be back on me farm, but me mother-in-law, Satana, is arriving for a hideous two-week stay in me farmhouse. <laughs> anyway then, Alice reminded me of something, how I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. The Etruscan shrew has 800 stomachs. Yep, 800. You know, every time I visit Alice, I seem to learn more about the possible ways the wife Elsie manages to demolish so much food. <laughs> anyway, as always, the coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, first up, I got a call from Reggie in Reykjavik. Yep, he's having a winter break in Iceland. He wanted to let me know about this thing he'd seen this week, and it's apparently a hit up there in the freezer. Yeah, cabbage and pea-flavoured beer. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, the vegetable kind. Things just got worse again, didn't they? Apparently, the idea of veggie-flavoured beer stems from the concept that at one time Icelanders never even saw a vegetable in winter time. Yeah, but surely that concerns where you really want to use certain ingredients, doesn't it? You know, you don't usually dump like two teaspoons of salt in your coffee, do you? <laughs> and then there's that old tomato is a fruit thing and you don't put it in your fruit salad either. Yep, and not in your beer too, I guess. Oh dear. <laughs> My second item comes from Tim in Thailand and he's got another food one. It's a new idea. It's called Crazy Happy Pizza. Hmm. It's being marketed by a Thai food chain. This pizza is a kind of different one, though. It's topped with something you are very unlikely to find at your local Domino's. Cannabis leaves. <laughs> Apparently, the use of the leaves is okay in food and drinks over there. They're even putting a deep-fried cannabis leaf on top of one of their traditionally famous soups, even. Yeah. Apparently, it makes you feel sleepy, not high. So that means the crazy happy name is highly misleading. 
Add to that, I can't even begin to imagine Thai pizza, can you? I mean, I'd say it's definitely twice removed from your regular Italian food. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% is lining up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I'm looking through his latest offering, and as you'd expect, he's found something different. But definitely original for sure. Anyway, so here goes. You're just going to love our unique offering at Gifts for Folks You Hate. That's right. Do you always feel obligated but don't really want to step up to the plate or even get them something nice? Well, we've got the solution. Put it in our capable hands and let us take the responsibility of picking out something special for you. We've got everything from boxes of air, things that smell nasty, right through to exploding glitter bombs. And regardless of what we choose, it's guaranteed to be absolutely horrid. <laughs> That's our full money-back guarantee. Added to that, when you order online, you can use our one-of-a-kind nasty meter. It's the device that lets you suggest and select just how unpleasant you'd like that gift to be. But wait, we've got our deal of the season and just for Ned Nat Show listeners, with every horrid gift you order this week only, we're giving away our ultimate gag gift. A little wooden box loaded with roach eggs. <laughs> yep, they're absolutely free and they'll be hatching out like a swarm in less than four weeks. So why not visit our website today to learn more at the world's most hideous gifts.net and hand all your difficult gifting to us. <laughs> hmm, you know, that might sound rather a nice idea. I think I'm going to go straight over to their website after me show to order just about every one of me family members something horrid. <laughs> but I'll be holding off on the free gifts. What with the boyfriend beyond its crumbs and foodie mess, we've already got enough roaches here to start supplying them instead of buying them free or not. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember a farm as getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. In the meantime, you can find me and all me radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive. And don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> the Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. 
The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.